0: Side of Midnight with Frank Murano.
1: Bright light said City, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living, the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love as spares So Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas How I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day Even if there were Elvis Presley more, singing Viva Las I Vegas We are uh, very proud to be heard every morning on K-Dawn in Las Vegas, one of the great radio stations in our country with a great history in Las Vegas. And there were some really interesting numbers regarding gambling, and I think this affects not only Las Vegas but the whole country. Namely, U.S. casinos won $66.5 billion last year. It was their best year ever. Ever. As gamblers clearly showed no economic fear. Here to help us break this down is uh, one of my favorite people to talk gambling with, Michael Traeger. He is a luxury travel and casino gaming industry entrepreneur with TravelZork.com. Michael, it's great to talk to you. It's been too long.
0: Yes, it's great to talk to you too. How are you doing? Uh, Have you been to Atlantic City recently?
1: Not since uh, December 31st, but I am uh, returning at the latest uh, in uh, April, I think April 13th for a bachelor party. I'm hoping to make a trip before then, but um, I think I only have $50 in my checking account, so I'm probably going to wait until that April 13th trip.
0: Okay, that that sounds like a plan. But you know what? $50 $50 in a dream, right? Exactly. Like maybe a dream about Baccarat, 26 (laughs) in a row, 26 players in a
1: row. I've had that dream. I've had that dream. And uh, uh, funny enough, reality never seems to uh, match up with that, Michael. All right. Hey, um, so what? Beyond the top line number that I just gave—sixty-six and a half billion dollars—and the fact that this was supposedly the best year ever for casinos, what do the numbers say about gambling in America these days, and specifically last year?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I think the most—I think the most interesting thing is when we look outside of Nevada and we look at the, the four highest performing properties. In in the country outside of Nevada, which start with number one, which most people probably wouldn't guess, which is Resorts World New York City, which is the Genting property in Queens.
1: Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Resorts World in New York City is the number one performing property outside of Nevada? Yes. Wow. I never would have guessed that. Now,
0: when you look at the numbers, they're all rather close. So outside of Nevada, they're... Their total revenue numbers were for 2023, 900 million, which is a 20% increase year over year. That's followed by MGM National Harbor, which is 800 million, which is about a 15% increase. So we call that Washington, D.C. area. Then we have Encore Boston Harbor, which is 700 million. Uh, which is also a 15% year-over-year increase. What's so interesting, what's very interesting about certain markets is like Encore Boston market, pretty much so is almost the totality of Massachusetts gaming. Whereas Borgata Atlantic City, which is number four, though my figures show it's very, very, it's almost neck and neck with Encore Boston Harbor. So it's around that 700 million Hmm. uh, number. But the Atlantic City market, is actually five point, you know, about 5.75 billion. So it's sort of interesting when you compare, you know, so encore is basically it for Massachusetts, you know, for Massachusetts gaming, but Mm -hmm. when you look at now, when we break it down, and we say Nevada is a nation's top gambling market, that's about 15 and a half billion in revenue. But it's followed by and this has been for quite a few years, and a lot of people don't realize this Pennsylvania is number two, which is 5.86 billion and then followed by Atlantic City which is 5.77 billion and then New York which is 4.71 then Michigan and Ohio and Louisiana. So that's sort of so it's really interesting to look at the top 4 yeah. properties outside of Nevada and then when you look at the other markets it's Pennsylvania Atlantic City new york you know are are basically on top so i think that's also super interesting and of course you know one of our favorites borgata is on that list i mean they're all very close because for the top four properties outside of nevada you're between 900 900 800 700 million so they're all they're they're all I would say, you know, relatively close.
1: So, uh, Michael, obviously you go to casinos all over the world, you travel all over the world, and you, you get a sense of what's going on in a lot of these various places. Well, let's talk about the aggregate number, about about the $66.5 billion, this being the best year for casinos ever. Let me ask you the question that a lot of people are probably asking. Why? Is it a function of people having money to burn? Is it a function of uh, casinos being exceptionally lucky these days? Or is it a function of there being so many casinos these days? What has contributed to this being a record year for casinos taking in money?
0: well las vegas las vegas claims that it's it's basically continued or nevada it's continued demand for gaming at least that's what the gaming control board says and special events and you could sort of understand that when you look at especially when you look at the las vegas market because of f1 the lead up to super bowl all the things like the sphere and all of the residencies like U two, and also an uptick in conventions. So that's sort of, that sort of makes, that sort of makes sense when it comes to, when it comes to the other markets. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone has an exact answer. And I, and I think actually most of this is surprising most people. And I haven't seen many people be able to pin it on one thing other than the fact that there is extreme Demand for gambling, and we always knew that when when you looked at the gambling figures from Atlantic City, which opened in 1979, and how Atlantic City, you know, revenues in Atlantic City for many many years exceeded gaming revenues on the Las Vegas Strip when you only had two places you could gamble in the country, which was Atlantic City and and, and Las, you know in the state of Nevada. So. I, I think this is I think this is to me, trend wise, it looks the same, except now Atlantic City isn't the only game in town. Mm-hmm. But you've got Boston, Atlantic Atlantic City, and Washington, DC, if you look at the, you know, if you look at the geographic areas. And then while not the largest property, you know, not one of the top four properties outside of Nevada, uh, not one of the top four properties, Pennsylvania is the number two is the number two market. So basically, look at the look at the East Coast. So that's 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 sort of interesting. I can't necessarily answer it, but to me, it's you know concentration of money and mm. interest
1: in gambling,
0: you know, more even more so than anywhere else, more so than anywhere else in the country.
1: Uh, you know i mentioned my surprise that uh the number one uh, number one g- gambling property outside of uh, outside of nevada was resorts world in uh, in queens what about these numbers if anything surprised you was it the east coast factor that you just mentioned or was there anything else that jumped out of you that made you raise your eyebrows and go hmm
0: well the other the other thing that that you have to realize now too is that you know when you're looking at these these total revenue numbers you're you're including sports betting and you're including online gambling and that's and that's changed the market quite a bit so i think you even though the brick and mortar business is doing really really well you have a lot more than that and sports betting has absolutely contributed to an increase in gambling and maybe you know and maybe somebody in a couple of years from now when they analyze 10 years worth of data will say that the interest in sports betting has driven more interest in brick and mortar and other casino gambling so that's sort of interesting because remember the marketing all ties in together right right right, right. <laughs> you know, no, that's, no. so i mean and i don't think i think You know, I don't think anyone's really completely sure yet, other than people really like to gamble and it's not taboo and people like to gamble. The other thing, and we learned this from Atlantic city early on, people like to gamble close to home.
1: (laughs) The speaking of that, one of the things that I found interesting and I'm sure the legalization of digital mobile sports betting plays into this. The New York daily news is reporting that New Yorkers are the most avid sports bettors in the nation. Now, understanding that a lot more people are going to be doing it now that it's legal in New York and now that you have the digital option to do it, it was still a little surprising to me that uh, New York was ahead of everywhere else. I mean, what is it about New York sports fans that they love to bet?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, You know, I think we're not... I. I I don't think anyone's really completely sure about this. Also remember it's new. There's also the uh-huh, new factor. The novelty, sure. So part of that, you know, part of part of the interesting thing about sports betting is when it comes into a new market, you know, a combination of the promotions and the combination of it being so easy to do. I mean, I think the other the other thing that's really interesting is that you've always traditionally had a lot of people, you know, you always had a lot of people who are betting sports illegally, but then you had those who who weren't willing to do that. And now all of a sudden that they have the option that that sort of adds to the market, too. So that's that's sort of interesting to to look at, right, because you're grabbing a portion of the market that was illegal sports betting and bringing sure. it into the legal market and then you have the people who who wouldn't have done it before but now it's legal and they can do it on an app and they feel you know they feel it's legit so that's that's also that's also really really interesting
1: Mike. Michael- i mean
0: sports betting is up 27 over 27 percent from the prior
1: year. You know, one of the things that we studied a great deal and talked about a great deal during football season is the record NFL ratings. I think there's absolutely a correlation between the legalization of sports betting and the uptick in NFL viewership, because I find, I think now you're seeing a lot of people that may have money on the games watching games that they never would have had an interest in before, and uh, I think that's certainly playing a role. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Michael Traeger, he is a uh, lug Travel and casino gaming industry entrepreneur with travelzork.com. Travelzork is a great website. There's uh, all sorts of tips on there, great articles. He's got a great podcast himself. Michael, uh, you mentioned a couple of the individual properties that did well. Were there any companies that stood out as doing particularly well? There's some big gaming companies out there. Obviously, you have, um, you know, you have uh, companies like MGM, which are just global. Uh, you have uh, smaller companies that, um, you know, that are kind of making a name for themselves, like Bally's. What, uh, what could we tell from the trend lines when it came to company-wide, nationwide revenue numbers?
0: all of the companies are reporting you know record record years mm. and the most interesting thing to me about it is that even with the cyber attacks that doesn't seem to have have impacted you know MGM as much as you thought it would have but for for sure win has win has had a absolutely phenomenal massive record breaking uh especially the fourth uh Fourth quarter, so that's uh, you know absolutely incredible, and everything about you know what's going on, you know what's going on with Win Las Vegas is incredible, including their, including their average daily hotel room rate, which, I I caught upon this figure from the uh, earnings call in February, it, it was just this month that there the average daily room rate in the fourth quarter was six hundred and thirty one dollars. Wow, in Las Vegas, which is twenty—it's a—it was close to a thirty percent increase over 2022's average
1: daily. You kidding? Well, I am—I am blown away by that number. Obviously, Wynn has some beautiful properties, uh, but uh, I had no idea that that would be the average that, in this day and age. That is incredible. Hey, since last we spoke, I know you had a trip to uh, Atlantic City. W- where'd you play? How'd you do?
0: First time I've stayed and played at uh, Hard Rock because a very good friend uh, hooked me up and convinced me to do it. And he actually got a private Baccarat table for us to play at, which I could play at whatever limit I wanted to because I don't regularly play at those kind of tables. And I was super impressed by Hard Rock Atlantic City. Did you win? I, I actually won at Baccarat, but I didn't win it craps. Uh, I I was super impressed. The craps table minimums were were great. The property has amazing has amazing vibe. I loved the restaurants at Hard Rock so I'm sort of so I'm still you know I've always been very very sweet on Vergata, but I, I just love I love the, what they've done with the renovation there and I've been meaning to stay at Hard Rock forever so well, I, I think I might be going back there
1: I like Hard Rock a lot to stay one because it's so conveniently located on the boardwalk it's near everything I also like the restaurants but you mentioned the craps one of the things that I don't like at least at the tables that I've played out there, is they don't offer five times odds on all the numbers, and I really feel like I'm being kind of gypped. Well, I, I know uh, people don't like to use that term anymore. I feel like I'm being cheated when I, I can only play three or four times odds on some of the numbers.
0: Well, that's a, well, that's the, that's definitely a Borgata thing because Atlantic City has always been five times right. Borgata. Borgata is uh, Borgata went with what what they do for MGM with the rest of the country, which is the three, four, five times.
1: Right. Odds. I, I mean, I think it's absurd. Uh, Bally's. I think they give you up to ten times odds, which uh, which is great, but it's also a way to lose money quickly. Uh,
0: well, well, the other the other question is, are you really taking the full five times? And that's it. Only impacts the people who are taking the five. I
1: think it's foolish to
0: begin with. I think all casinos should be five times or ten times. Oh, odds. No, doubt, be, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt.
1: Uno. He's your numero uno. But, um, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you had a good experience there. I love uh, Il Molino. That's my favorite restaurant over there. I, uh, a listener wrote me uh, before you were coming on that he used to regularly in Las Vegas go to the Stardust and that uh, K-Dawn, a station in Vegas that we're being heard on now, they would do a live radio show from there every Sunday evening from the Stardust Sportsbook. Uh, can you give us a little history of the of the Stardust in Las Vegas and why that stands out as being so special in so many people's minds? Well...
0: Rosenthal basically created, you know, created the sports book concept that you have today. That's one of the number 1 things that the Stardust is known for. Actually, two things that that I would say that come to mind that the Stardust was known for is the fact that the modern basically what you envision as the modern sports book was pretty much so developed at Stardust. And the other thing is that Baccarat was really great at stardust and the first female baccarat dealer was mm. at stardust which was a and i was able to catch her for the final years at the stardust and her name was uh, shirley and she was trained by lefty Rosenthal at Stardust. And I always thought it was so interesting that she was the the first female baccarat oh, cool. dealer. That's cool. Yeah, People and,
1: don't know uh, lefty Rosenthal is the basis for the Robert De Niro character in the film Casino. Uh, that's, that's wild. I can't imagine that must've been a real treat. Well, you know, he created his own, you know, I'm,
0: inter- I'm curious about the broadcast because, you know, he created his own show, mm-hmm. you know, the lefty Rosenthal show at the Stardust uh when and they they talked a little bit about this in the movie but when when basically the gaming the gaming board was coming down on him and he wasn't able to have they made him like the entertainment director because his gaming license wasn't getting approved and then he you know he created this other entertainment show i mean you can find old videos about it it's it's pretty interesting
1: it's but, uh, it certainly is hey um uh, michael i always enjoy speaking with you let's do this again soon uh, hopefully your next trip out east will be able to cross paths
0: i would love it yeah and thank you for having me on but this is definitely something i'm going to be paying attention to because i, I i'm really curious. You know, what, you know, some of the underlying reasons more so than what we've mentioned, especially with uh, sports betting. But, hey, maybe maybe it's just people really love to gamble and they're not afraid to say
1: and and, and they are not afraid to show it anymore. Yeah. And they've got the money, I guess. All right. Hey, Michael, I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Take care.